Hi, and welcome to Beauty Guides Podcast. You can find us at Beauty Guides Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. We are two beauty industry professionals discussing makeup, skincare, sometimes even self-care. My name is Kelsey. I'm a licensed esthetician and educator. You can find me on Instagram at Kelsey's Aesthetics. I'm Lauren. I'm a licensed cosmetologist and a freelance hair and makeup artist. You can find me on Instagram at Charleston Glam. Today's topic is retinol. Okay, Kelsey, what are you currently watching? Um, I've been on a documentary kick. Uh, just all the nature documentaries. I think that's like my safe, happy place is just like an old British man talking to me about animals uh, behavior. So I watched one about mosquitoes, which is actually super interesting. They think, um, all right, I'm going to give you a fun fact. They think 90% of people who've ever lived and died. So all humans, 90% of them have died because of some sort of mosquito disease or illness. Whoa. Right. Crazy. Right. But I mean, it makes sense because we only recently have the modern medicine, but you look at um, South America and Africa, and they still struggle with these things like West Nile and um, uh, what? Oh gosh, all of them, malaria and yeah. all of those. Yeah. So um, I thought that was really interesting. Uh, I watched one about mm, animals in the desert of Mexico. Apparently, there are bison in Mexico. Had no idea. What? I Me neither. I know. Well, because it's like kind of prairie. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, totally. I watched the new nail one or the new whale one. <laughs> um, oh yeah, it's the one they put out for Earth Day, right? Right. It was so good. They um, the specifically the beluga episode. The, oh, oh, I love a beluga. Well, this group of belugas like adopts a narwhal into their little group and the narwhal lives with them and they check on it a year later and the narwhal is like still chilling with these belugas. And I'm like, oh, I love cute. that so much. Yeah. Um, and then for podcasts, I've been listening to the True Beauty Brooklyn podcast which became part of the My Favorite Murder Network. Um, there are two estheticians in Brooklyn, New York, so love that already. Um, How did this become a part of My Favorite Murder Network, and why aren't we a part of it? I know. I know. What? Well, okay, so that was my okay, first so thought. Two, okay, keep going. I'm interested. It's okay. That was my first thought, too. I was like, hey. Um, but <laughs> they're – so they're actually cool because they're in Brooklyn, and they know so many different people in the industry because New York kind of puts you in this really cool place where – the people you're around, they could be these really like big time people, but you mm -hmm. guys all kind of live together. So um, they are talking about they're talking about skincare, but it's really more about the beauty industry. So like the big thing is like um, different hair textures and types becoming a little more prevalent, the hair care for them. And mm -hmm. um, like the one girl, she um, she is black and she grew up in upstate New York and she said they had like nothing in her local Walmart for her type of hair. Um, True. So that was really interesting. They had someone who formulated hair products for that type of hair on there. And mm -hmm. that lady, she is half Puerto Rican and half Panamanian, Panam Panama. Oh, um, yeah. So I'm thinking some kinky, curly texture. Right. But there. it's also mm -hmm. very fine. Yeah, so it's exactly. curly, kinky, curly, but it's very fine, and she doesn't have a lot of it. 
So mm-hmm. it, the typical stuff is more for like a thick hair. So it was really, it was so interesting to listen to. Um, these two estheticians. We need to talk more hair on this podcast. Yeah. Because I do. could totally. I yeah. have so many questions about hair because I, I love when you ask me hair questions. So we should totally do more of that. Okay. Yeah. Because this is really interesting to me, this, this podcast. I have, I am not a hair person. I wash it mm-hmm. every once in a while. Occasionally <laughs> I'll brush it. Uh, but I never know if I'm doing anything right. So, and I'm, I'm probably not alone in that. You probably aren't alone, but I do have to say, like, Kelsey has some of the most naturally beautiful hair. Like, she doesn't have to do anything to it, and it's, like, the perfect color blonde. I think you just started highlighting it, like, a couple years ago, right? I did, and I just got it touched up. My mother-in-law is a um, stylist, so she did it for me because we were both vaxxed, and so I was like, I finally feel safe being in a small room with you because she uh, <laughs> she sweet rents, which is nice. Oh, nice. It's yeah. so nice. You and I had talked about going to the salon kind of being an overwhelming experience. Um, and so if you find someone that just like rents a suite and it's just you and them, it's so much nicer. It really, really is. Yeah. I agree with you on that. Um, tell me what you've been watching. So funny enough, I've been watching a lot of nature documentaries as well. Um, I watched this awesome documentary called Lucy, the human chimp. The IMDB description is in the 1960s, chimpanzee Lucy was raised as a human in an experiment conducted by psychologists from the University of Oklahoma. When Lucy was taken to live on an island in the Gambia, a young student Janice lived with her for six years. Okay, Janice was not supposed to be here for six years. She had a life, a boyfriend, and everything back at home. And when she realized that Lucy could not make it in the wild without her, she ended up staying on this island for six years. Can you imagine? Uh, I mean, I could imagine not wanting to leave. But I can't imagine living on an island with a chimp and probably nothing else right and like uh, yeah and then there ended up being like six chimps so it was just like an amazing story about Janice and how maybe she was avoiding real life but she had Mm. to do this she ended up having spiritual and UFO encounters on the island Um, she didn't end up getting attacked until the very end which shocked me but she lived in a cage that didn't protect her against other animals just gave her a screened in place to keep her things and the island was not inhabited by any other creature I mean sorry any other people just the creatures and you know the whole ecosystem that lives there and then she was with six chimps and had to get them like ready to live in the wild on their own so like what they ate she ate and they like communicated with each other and did sign language it was just amazing but if you um you like your nature document documentary uh, so i would totally suggest am, that am i gonna cry i feel like i already want to cry uh, yeah you're gonna cry but in a really good way i just feel like they don't make documentaries like this no. anymore it was just like a really beautiful story and it was mainly a story about janice you know yeah. she was this young girl that met this rich couple that took a chimp away from its mom at a young age and she just became so connected to it and mm-hmm. you know those stories always end up making you cry a lot but yeah. in a beautiful way <laughs> yeah chimps i remember i found out a couple of years ago that the united states is one of the only countries that still does testing on great apes which is like chimps. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Like, that's crazy. Why are we testing on chimps? There's so many people that will volunteer for testing. Like, leave chimps alone. So here in South Florida, we, there's actually a um, this big refugee for retired chimps from, like, the ones they remove from labs and things like that. That There's no way they can go back in the mm-hmm. wild. But uh, chimps live a long time, and they have really dynamic social connections. And it, That's what was so interesting about it, because the one chimp was, like, basically, like, Janice, you're staying on this island with me like I'm not (laughs) I'm not letting you go Mm -hmm. and um it's crazy to think that the entire story started because a rich couple had to take a chimp away from its mom and it just shows you how terrible of an idea that is in the first place and we have to stop that 
Humans are a plague. We really are. We're the worst. I hate the worst. <laughs> All right. So is there anything that you're using um, new in your beauty routine? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think my my routine's been kind of the same. I've been I'm in like kind of a active acne thing going on right now. Yeah. So a lot of pimple patches, but I'm just trying to keep well, everything. I got one on two right now. <laughs> yeah. I'm just trying to keep everything else the same. What about you? What have you been playing with? I've been playing with a lot. So I'm still learning and loving my RCMA foundations. Um, I went to Botany Bay on Sunday and um, I posted a pic in a reel of the beach. It was so beautiful. Mm -hmm. But when I went, I mixed my Hemp's Yuzu Starfruit SPF Gradual Self Tanner with my Fenty Body Lava on my legs and my arms um, with the Super Gloops. Sorry, the Super Goop Glow Screen as well. And that was the right move. It was beautiful. Oh, did you look like you were in a music video? Did and it reminds me of like the old school like Bonnie Bell like body glitters, but like a lot more adult like you know like it, it's like you don't have like a sparkle every square inch of your skin. It's probably like every eight inches or something, mm. and it's just really nice and really beautiful. That's an appropriate amount for an adult shimmer on the body. I agree. I agree. Yeah, and it really is just like it's not a shimmer either, which I really like. It's the actual sparkle that you see, mm. which is really nice because shimmer kind of like lays all over the skin and. Mm-hmm takes up every part of it but this was really nice um so I've had some crazy beauty things that have happened with work I had a mom who fell in the shower before her son's wedding and she had two black eyes um so I want to shout out the LA girl pro concealer color correctors for that um this was a huge challenge because she had fresh bruising which is black in some areas and her skin was also very sun damaged and um she was tan at the time and she had more mature skin. So the tan was more of that speckled tan. And I basically had to pick the darkest tan spot I could find on the skin, match the foundation to that. And I know that this was the destination color of the darkest color of the black eye. Cause when I say like her eyes were black, it was like wearing two sunglasses, like sunglasses over your eyes. It was was crazy. Was she really sensitive in the area too? That's what I think of. Yeah. But I don't think that's what she was concerned about. (laughs) It's crazy, too, because she had fell, fallen two days before the wedding. Wow. She didn't have any bruising that day. And I could tell that they had just been drinking a lot, which is, like, normal for the festivity. So I wouldn't be surprised if it really, like, thinned her blood out. And she, her eyes weren't black like that until she woke up a day later. Yeah, bruising comes on later. Yeah. 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 Ooh, just wild. Um, Also, a interesting conversation that I had was about glass skin Mm -hmm. this week. So a makeup artist I worked with this weekend was talking about a bride she had that had so many vampire facials that her skin was like glass and the foundation Mm -hmm. just slid off. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I also had an Asian client later that day that had super smooth skin. And I noticed the same thing. And then the next day I had a bridesmaid that actually worked for a big K beauty company called glow recipe. Mm -hmm. And I could tell she used all of their products. Her skin was absolutely amazing. And she was Irish on top of that. Mm -hmm. So it was like very pale and um, Mm -hmm. interesting to see that like glass skin work in there. But I noticed that her skin um, just stayed so dewy and you really can only apply the lightest foundation products to this type of skin. So um, we had to talk about her over exfoliating one time with Paula's Choice PHA and um, just something interesting to think about that when you are like kind of resurfacing the skin like this or doing a lot of exfoliating, sometimes you will have to change up your makeup a little bit because your regular foundation might not stay. Yeah. So um, the glass skin um, is a K-beauty trend. Um, And the kind of the point of it is that your skin is so smooth that you don't need makeup. 
Yeah. Um, and in turn, you can't do makeup um, because skin mm-hmm. is actually three dimensional uh, when you get to it, you know, the texture and the layers of our skin. And this is why things like the beauty blender or beauty sponges work really well because they can kind of be three dimensional with a way to apply makeup. But when you have resurfaced your skin so much to get that glass skin appearance, there's nothing for the makeup to grip onto. Exactly. Yeah. So the top layer of our skin cells is dead. And part of that dead is that they have a texture. I call them. So the layer is known as the stratum corneum. And I tell my Mm -hmm. students to remember cornflakes. That's how you remember that one, because they're like flat, crunchy cells um, Mm -hmm. like cornflakes. And so that gives makeup makeup is meant to adhere to that type of texture that's what I was just gonna say it like be thankful when you have a little bit of that texture to your skin because it will grip for makeup yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so when you when you exfoliate too much the cells that are at the surface are now um your baby skin cells and so they haven't had time to mature and die and so they are um they're gonna be smooth like that and so nothing's gonna stick to it which I mean if you have that glass skin awesome but also at what cost because you have to remember Remember, cells um, have a predetermined life cycle. So if you over exfoliate, you are kind of using up your nine lives. Um, and so down the line, you might not have the best skin that you want. Does that make sense? Oh, that's such a good point. Oh, it's all making sense. Yeah. Yeah. That was kind of like the extra part of what I wanted you to say to this. Yeah. So if you, if you do have that kind of skin, um, and it is so buttery smooth and you do kind of want to add makeup to it, go for your BB or CC Mm -hmm. cream or mix some lotion with some, um, Mm -hmm. tinted moisturizer. But yeah, makeup really does not want to stay on that type of skin at all. Yeah, I agree. Um, there was something I wanted to say about that, but now I don't remember. Okay. Um, (laughs) so I repurchased two more of my elf brow wow brow gel. Um, I buy two at a time. I keep one in my house and one in the car. I do go through these pretty quick, but they're only four bucks that I just, I don't even mind. They're also so tiny. So I can see how you go through Yeah. And though that, um, formulation and Kelsey uses it the right way. So it $4, you go through it in a month. It also can kind of dry up if you're mm-hmm. using it past a month. Yeah. Yeah. And it's get it has um, the little fibers in it, um, which get kind of weird if you, if you <laughs> have it too long. Yeah. Very um, true. The other thing is I got a new powder foundation by L'Oreal. I was in CVS waiting for a prescription. So of course I wandered over to the makeup and mm-hmm. it's part of their age perfect line. You know, they're always kind of putting out these different lines and it was called the age perfect creamy powder foundation. And I was like, okay, I'm intrigued. Um, I've been using the Laura Geller baked and brighten powder foundation, but sometimes I feel like this gives me almost too much of a brightened, look where it's almost like a, I don't want to say shimmer, but maybe a little too glowy. Yeah, Um, I could see that. mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I was looking for something, I don't want to necessarily say matte, but maybe like a little more flat. And so, um, and I really think the creamy powder foundation is a good name for this product because it's not dusty and it's not matte. I'm not getting a ton of coverage, but it's really just evening out my skin tone a little bit. So actually that's kind of what I've been wearing every day. Um, I wear a little bit of concealer and then this powder foundation and I'm a big fan. That's awesome. Um, Laura Geller put up a, a social media post the other day and, um, they ended up taking it down. Thank goodness. I could not believe they posted it, but it basically was a picture of Demi Moore and her daughter and asking you to compare who's prettier. What? 
Yes, girl. Was it, wait, yeah. was it Demi Moore now or Demi Moore like 20 years ago? Demi Moore now basically saying, look how great she looks. And then like a picture of her daughter okay. next to her. The last picture I saw of Demi Moore, she looked like uh, a way too much plastic surgery. So maybe she got some of that fixed a little bit. I'm also seeing on the internet that a lot of accounts aren't even using like true pictures of celebrities. Like so, there was one the other day that was Cameron Diaz. And I think it was like the picture of her in the mask. And it was like, look at how Cameron Diaz looks now. And I'm like, that that's not how she looks now. She's actually stepped out of the spotlight because she like wants to age gracefully and like not have people commenting on her all the time. God, we're so mean. You know, to... you can't you can't trust the internet. The yeah. internet is such Spe- Ooh, Speaking of the internet and celebrities, uh, I've been seeing on the new or just like little ads or whatever that so and I have no idea if this is true or not they're saying that people are posting on Britney Spears's Instagram to make her look crazy to make you think that something's wrong with her and I was like you guys no matter what she posted we would know something is wrong like yeah her Instagram is just getting out of control now I I can't even follow up with it it's so toxic it's like Mm -hmm. one day she looks fine the next day it's like someone writing as her and being like Mm -hmm idiots this is my account you know what I mean being really abrasive and rude and we're like that's not Britney like no and that's never been her Ugh, poor, no poor Britney yeah. hopefully this is her year hopefully things can get together in this year yeah I hope so too um do you have any new uh, purchases um nothing that I'm thinking of but I have been um buying a lot of like acrylic organizers to mm-hmm. kind of keep my makeup in front of my face so that I'm going through it and using it actively because mm-hmm. How many times do you like have 50 lip liners and you never use any of them because they're all in a drawer and you never see half of them. So I'm trying to like keep them in a cute little acrylic organizer and use them as I go. I do this with my car makeup um, because I find the makeup in my car. I actually tend to use a little bit more um, just because that's what I tend to get to work a little bit early and then I'll sit there and do my makeup. Um, And so I'll every month or so I'll kind of bring in the car makeup and kind of rotate out things in Mm -hmm. my collection just to make sure I'm using everything. And um, so I think it's a good idea to kind of just go through everything, rotate things out, see what you have. Um, But you always have the best setups. You're very into into it. (laughs) You have a good eye for having things organized and balanced, but there's still a lot of things there, but it doesn't look overwhelming. So thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, Come, come to South Florida and do this to my entire house. Oh, I'll do it. I'm there. Okay. I, I have a car. I'll drive there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> All right. So should we get into today's topic? Yeah. So today we're going to talk about retinol. Um, yes. And I feel like retinol, um, with kind of the skincare explosion in the last year or two, retinol is definitely something we're seeing talked about a lot. Um, but again, it's one of those that can be kind of a mystery. So retinol is a, another ingredient we're seeing a lot these days. And for good reason, uh, like vitamin C, retinol is the only other ingredient scientifically proven to reduce signs of aging. So um, just real quick, there are only two ingredients scientifically proven to reduce signs of aging in skincare. It's vitamin C and retinol. So your gold standard of a routine when signs of aging start to show is a vitamin C every morning and then a retinol a few times a week at night. Um, but before you just go and buy a retinol off Sephora or wherever, there's a few <laughs> things you should know. Um, so why is retinol? I just want to say really quick mm-hmm. though, but like, that's how simple it can be for people. Oh yeah. If you start aging, like get some SPF, some vitamin C and some retinol in your life and you're good. hundred percent. Don't, start, don't start. get overwhelmed with all of these ingredients and products and their claims and everything like that. It, it really can be vitamin C, 
and SPF every morning. They work better together. Uh, listen to our vitamin C episode and then a retinol yes. a few times a week. And mm-hmm. that's it. Um, so why is retinol so awesome? So retinol is a vitamin A derivative. Um, originally, retinol has been around for a long time. Originally, originally, it was used to treat severe acne in teenagers. Um, I think, Lauren, didn't you say they put you on retinol when you had acne? Absolutely. Yeah. Tretinoid um, was yeah. the kind. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that was when I was first introduced to it was when I went to the dermatologist and they were kind of like drying everything out. And I remember I was excited about that because I had heard of retinol and I was like, Ooh, okay. Mm-hmm. Like I can get that. But then I went, we'll talk about it later, but you know, went into the retinol uglies and all that mm-hmm. good stuff. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it was noticed that retinol was providing some additional positive effects on the skin for people who were using it for acne. They were seeing um, pigment lessen. They were seeing texture resurfaced. Um, So retinoid claims to increase collagen, lighten hyperpigmentation, and give an overall youthful appearance to the skin. But how is this happening? So there's three main points to retinol. Number one, retinol is considered keratolytic. Um, and this is just a fancy scientific word, which means it encourages a quicker cell turnover. So it's, um, it's, it's, it's not technically exfoliating the skin or thinning the skin. It's just making the cell life cycle shorter. Um, yeah. And you will see too. That's why they say that a lot of times, like if you're using a BHA or an AHA, don't you want to kind of use it on opposite nights of right. retinol? Mm-hmm. Or, mm-hmm. Yeah. Retinol doesn't play well with, um, acids. Um, mm-hmm. so retinol, retinol needs to be kind of by itself. Um, it doesn't like to share its toys in the sandbox. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. <laughs> number I am I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, number two, retinol is a tyrosinase inhibitor, which is a super fancy word, meaning it prevents the hyperpigmentation, um, which is occurring from something like a sunspot or, um, sometimes people get pigmentation from acne. Um, which I suffer from big time. If I have same. A, if I have an acne spot, I'll have a red mark for like six months. Yep, same. Um, and then retinol um, decreases the appearance of fine lines and wrinkles because it's stimulating something called the fibroblasts, which are responsible for producing our collagen and elastin. Um, so stimulating collagen um, in the skin is super tricky. It's collagen um, and elastin is actually created in the dermis. Um, which skincare is really on the epidermis. Um, mm-hmm. So this is actually one of the ingredients that actually do help um, promote that collagen and elastin formation. So when we talk about retinoids in skincare, we are talking about different forms of vitamin A ranging in strength. So when topically applied, the skin must convert over-the-counter forms of retinoids into the bio bioavailable form, which is retinoic acid by chemical conversion. So the retinoid form being used actually determines the strength. So the strongest one is going to be retinoic acid, which is going to be your prescription. So this is what Lauren had used. Um, And so this is what you get from a dermatologist. Um, retinoic acid is a bioavailable form, meaning it's the form your skin can readily use. Um, this is tretinoin, retin-A, tazerac, adapalene, um, and prescription strength differin. Mm. Um, below this, the next tier is retinoic acid esters. These will be listed as retinaldehyde, retinal, granactive, or hyd- hydroxypenicolone reti- retinoate. 
Okay. I'm Good right. job. That was, yeah, awesome. that was- <laughs> <laughs> um, esters are a weaker form of acid. So typically you'll see this in professional grade skincare, something you buy from an esthetician or a dermatology office or a professional skincare line. Um, so an example of this one would be the Murad Retinol Youth Serum. Um, below that you have retinol, which is going to be your classic, what you see in most, um, skincare that you buy. Um, an example of this is the Paula's Choice Clinical 1% Retinol Treatment. And then your weakest form is retinol esters. Um, sometimes these will be listed, listed as retinol or retinol propanate or retinol palmitate. And so the example of this is Luna by Sunday Riley. Um, and this is why I always recommend Luna as a beginner retinol. Because it's going to be that weakest form of retinol, it's a really good place to start. Um, so when you start with this one, should you move up or can you stay on... Luna. You can stay on Luna um, as long as you are happy with the results that you are seeing. If okay. you feel that you are want to see kind of more of an increased result, then you can move up to retinol. And then usually people move from retinol to retinol. And then after retinol, they tend to go the prescription route and skip the retinoic acid esters. But you can do the retinoic acid esters. There's just not a lot of them on the market. Okay. Cool. Um, So a quick note before you incorporate retinol into your routine, uh, there is something known as the retinol uglies. I have so much trauma from this. Oh, my gosh. That dermatologist messed my skin up. I swear to God, guys, I looked like an orange peel or something. It was so bad. So retinol uglies means your skin's going to get worse before it gets better, and I'm so sorry. Um, (laughs) This isn't true for every form of retinol. For example, I never experienced this with the Sunday Riley Luna. Um, but anything higher than a retinol ester, you can probably count on this. Your skin's going to become red, itchy, dry, flaky, irritated for a few weeks before you start to see positive benefits. Um, most people quit at this point and don't push through. If you do push through, you will get to the positive benefits, but it's, it's not a great time. Yeah, no, not at all. (laughs) Um, Number two, retinol makes you sun sensitive 100%. So because you have that quicker cell turnover, you really have to be mindful with your sunscreen. I'm going to assume everybody listening to this wears sunscreen every day, and I'm very proud of you. Um, But just in case you're not, um, you need to be wearing sunscreen every day, um, not just when you plan on being outside in the sun. Um, If you aren't protecting yourself from the sun when you're using retinol, you're just going to set yourself up for further damage. Um, There's really no point in using the retinol. Um, And number three, retinol is not intended for everyday use. I recommend starting once a week for two weeks, then twice a week for two weeks, and then working your way up to three times a week. Some people can only tolerate twice a week or once a week. Find what works for you, but every day is not what it's intended for. Um, Is there anything that you can mix with retinol when you're using it that will kind of soothe you out or like is like moisturizer, anything you can recommend? So um, a lot of times when people start using retinol, what they'll do is um, so you want to use a moisturizer that doesn't really have anything in it just just for moisturizing purposes only. And then you can Mm -hmm. put the retinol over top of the moisturizer. Um, Mm -hmm. And this kind of creates like a barrier or a buffer. 
Um, ingredients you want to look for to kind of help your skin while you're using retinol. Um, things like aloe, CBD, um, any anti-inflammatories, anything that would be beneficial for acne. So colloidal oat, um, just anything that says like soothing chamomile. Cool. Yeah, things like that. I awesome. always I always keep my moisturizers just to moisturize. I don't have anything active in my moisturizer. I actually use an all sensitive moisturizer by Aveda, which has algae in it. Another really great ingredient. Oh yeah. Um, so I gave you a tons of information about retinol, but in summary, you want to start low and slow. I recommend incorporating some sort of retinol in your routine once you hit your thirties or when you begin to see signs of aging. I do not recommend retinol before your thirties if you're using it for aging purposes. What do you think would happen if you're using it before 30? Um, I So kind of what we talked about earlier with the overexfoliating, um, mm. you only have so many lives in your skin. So you kind of want to, um, I don't want to say wait as long as you can, but you know, it, it, you don't need to jump the gun when you're 25. Yeah. You're already getting that cell turnover. Like, right. whoa, it's, it's amazing. And I work on 20 some skin a lot on the weekends with bridesmaids and I'm just yeah. like, Oh my God. I feel like, um, in Hocus Pocus, like the Sanderson <laughs> sisters, when she's like, like breathing in the virgin air, that's what I feel like. I'm like, come to me, virgin skin. I love you. Yeah. I mean, um, the, I, the reality, oh, sorry, well, the reality is when you're 25, you don't need that. And your focus should really be protection. So protection with sunscreen and protection with antioxidants or your vitamin C. Um, then when you get to your thirties, you can work on, you know, sort of preventive and, uh, a little bit of reversal. Yes. Um, I wanted to bring up products with retinol. Uh, mm -hmm. Marketing can get a little crazy and slide retinol into products where you really don't need it. Mm -hmm. A great example of this is the off-brand beauty items you can find at TJ Maxx. You'll always see some off-brand makeup wipes or something that boasts has retinol in it. Um, so what products should we be buying that has retinol in it? And also, do we need them in day creams? Okay. All right. So I'll, uh, I'll kind of break that into two things. So cool. the... Um, Number one, don't buy your beauty products at TJ Maxx. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. Number two. Um. So retinol, you want it in things that you're really going to leave on the skin. So these are going to be like your serums. Um. I always recommend investing your power products, um, your game changers in serums because they tend to be the most concentrated. So I would recommend getting your retinol in a serum. You can get your retinol in a night cream. Um, however, it's not going to be as strong. And especially if your night cream is in a jar, it's going to oxidize. And I think it's important to have your moisturizer just moisturize because then you can use it with whatever serum or anything you're doing at night. Because like I said, you don't want your retinol. You don't want to be using that every day. Um, that's really, and you don't really want to be using it during the day. Isn't that right? I've always kind of right. thought it was more of like a nighttime thing. So the second part of the question is, um, generally rule of thumb, you want to keep your actives at night. So you want your retinols, any of your acids, your, um, salicylic acid, your glycolic acid, anything that's kind of, we call active, you want to keep those at night. There's been some recent change of that in the skincare community, which is, well, if you apply it at night, it's still going to be on your skin during the day. That's true. But for me, I rather have things on my skin during the day that are going to protect my skin, which is going to be sunscreen and antioxidants or vitamin C. 
Um, mm-hmm. And because retinol doesn't play well with others, you don't want to mix retinol and vitamin C and you don't want to mix retinol and other acids. So for me, it makes the most sense in a routine to do sunscreen and vitamin C in the morning, retinol a couple times a week at night. Nice. I um, like that. Very simple. Yeah. So things you don't need retinol in is your um, your cleansers, your makeup wipes, <laughs> um, toners, um, things that aren't really gonna aren't really meant to stay on the skin or anything you kind of wash off. Um, I've been seeing recently, there's a new trend of retinol in body products. Um, yes. Lotions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This makes a little sense because, um, a common thing people struggle with, which I struggle with it too, is something known as keratosis pilaris, um, or KP. And this is going to be like chicken skin on your upper arms. Mm-hmm. Um, or people struggle with, um, back acne or back knee. Um, especially in the South, I see a lot of back knee and, um, especially South Florida is very, um, gym oriented. So, so those two things together, you see a lot of back acne, um, and retinol is good for acneic skin. Um, so I'm seeing this come on the market. Um, it doesn't look like it's going to be that strong of a retinol to put you through retinol uglies or anything like that. Um, so if you, my advice is if you're interested in trying retinol in a body cream, I'm okay with you trying that. I just would be, again, remind you of the sunscreen thing. Mm-hmm. Um, did I answer your questions? Was there anything I did? Yeah, no, yes. that was great. That was super helpful. Um, and so, no, I don't think you need them in day creams. I don't think you need them in any creams. Mm-hmm. I, I would just leave them as serums. Okay. And also we love the Luna by Sunday oh, Riley. Oh, we love the Luna by Sunday <laughs> Riley. Yeah. Luna, I was able to use right away. No retinol uglies. I was basically able to jump in. Whenever I start a new product, I always do once a week for two weeks, then twice a week. Um, just because my skin is really sensitive. And I always think everyone should incorporate new products in that way. Um, Mm -hmm. so if you are like, okay, I'm ready to start retinol and I don't know where to go. Look at the brand Sunday Riley. They have this Luna. It's an oil, but it's not super oily. You don't need a lot of it though. If your skin feels oily, you're using too much. Um, and then I put a moisturizer over that. Do you use a moisturizer with it, Laura? I do. Yeah. And I also really like the sleeping mask over it some nights. I like that too. Yeah. This is the Etude House, um, collagen moistful cream, which is the mm-hmm. worst name ever. I know the worst. <laughs> yeah. And I um, wrote a post too on the Luna giving you the information from the website that we'll put out later today. So if you're interested on that product and want to learn more about it, you can just go right on our Instagram and we'll have a little post explaining it. Yay. Okay. So tell me what made you happy this week? Life with a car. Um, I finally got all the documentation stuff over with, so it's time to just enjoy. Uh, I had the best Sunday. We drove to Botany Bay, which was amazing, and then had dinner on Sullivan's Island. It felt so good to be adventurous. Um, And then another thing that made me happy is you really inspired me with all the fantasy books that you read. Mm. So there was this um, collection of books that I was obsessed with when I was like, 10 to 12 or something. I could never put them down. And I finally found the name of them and I actually bought them and I've been reading them and they're only for like reading level ages, like six to 11 years old. But I love that because it's super easy reading and it's about like princesses and dragons and witches and wizards. It's so much fun. I see nothing wrong with that. When I graduated from college, I said, I'm never reading anything that I don't want to read or that's really hard to read ever again. So I actually read mostly young adult stuff, but sometimes 
I'll go into the children's section. There's um the one actor from Glee who in if you watched the first few seasons of Glee, he played the the gay male character. Uh-huh. He wrote a children's book series, which, um, oh God, Land of Stories. Two kids Ooh. go to the Land of Stories, which is like where all the princesses are, like Beauty and the Beast and Cinderella. Everybody lives there. Um, and so I read those and they're, I mean, they're childish, but they're just, it's just nice to turn your brain off. Go to Disneyland. Seriously. I read a lot of like self-help books and mm-hmm. things about like generational trauma. So I just finished one about that and I was like, all right, I'm going to keep these little Enchanted Forest Chronicle books right. for like you know, a little buffer in between those. That's, is that what they're called? The Enchanted Forest? Yeah, the first one's dealing with dragons. And it's about a princess named Simmerine, who is like this Super princess cute. that wants to do all the things that princesses aren't supposed to do. And um, I love so, that. yeah, th- I was actually reading that they tried to kind of make this into like a whole feminist idea book. But like the author was like, that's the whole point of her. She doesn't even question things like feminism. Like this is just what's inside of her and mm-hmm. the person she wants to be. Oh, I love that. She's like Mulan or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it reminds me of that. It's really or, cute. Um, did you see Brave? Brave is great. I haven't, but I know the concept of Brave, yeah. and it reminds me of that too. Yeah, Brave's cool. She's all wild, and I, I... she has wild hair like that too. Yeah. That's what she looks like on the picture of the um yeah of the book. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. Um, cool. Well, I'm glad you're into some easy reading. You do um read a lot of heavy stuff, which is great. It's important yeah. to do the work, but sometimes you just want to turn your brain off. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So what made you happy this week? Um, I went and saw my parents this weekend, which is really nice. It's nice being vaccinated and just not worrying about anything um, because I work in a school and I'm around so many people and my industry requires you to remove a mask. It's always I always had that like kind of fear in the back of my mind. Like I'm not worried if I get sick, but I would I couldn't live with myself if I got my parents sick. Same. Oh, my gosh. And then having to like call people reminds me of like an right. STD check. Exactly. <laughs> like, um... and, and then no one wants to be around you like you know you're like a leper so yes (laughs) I went up to see I went up to see my parents um my dad and I went on a nature walk we saw so many tortoises on this nature walk we assisted one in crossing the road because even though they have this great nature preserve he decided the street was where he was living he was from the streets you know Mm, yeah um so it was just nice to just be out in nature walking around my dad just hanging out with my parents like it uh you know some normalcy coming back yeah I love that that's so fun yeah definitely all right well thanks so much for listening guys um we will talk to you soon and um i hope you will um incorporate retinol in your routine oh i realized i didn't have a good ending i just kind of started that's okay but please let us know if you do try retinol or if you do try sunday sunday riley luna or anything like that or if you're trying any of our suggestions right if you try any of our suggestions tag us because we love that we're just we're nosy but we also get excited for you yeah, we're just big nerds that just love to, like, get everybody on the same page with skincare <laughs> and makeup. And we'll talk hair soon, too. Yay. Okay. All right. Thanks, guys. <laughs> All right. Bye.